Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay, sorry about that. We got a little tied up with uh, Jennifer Lopez's Instagram. Uh-huh. It's... It's an eye treat. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is not with us because he's filling in on the morning show. However, Holly Roberts and I are here with you until 3 o'clock. Hi, hello. When Lori and Julia take over, and no doubt we'll have some extra stories left over from their amazing time at the SAG Awards. Uh, but in the meantime, in between time, I got a question for you. It's an easy one. What is your favorite romance? Romantic comedy movie six five one six four one one zero seven one. So last night I had a little uh, evening in with some friends. They came over and we sacked out in our basement. Um, they played with my kids' hoverboards. Cool. Uh, and we were we were like, let's watch a romantic comedy. That was kind of the whole deal. Let's get together. Let's watch a romantic comedy. Yay! So we watched Crazy Rich Asians, which I'm so excited about because I haven't wa- I haven't seen it ever. This so you watched first it time. last night. So we watched it last night. And? Incidentally, great movie. Super great. Everybody should watch it. Watch it many times. There's little Easter eggs throughout. There's things you want to go back and watch again. It's it's a great movie. Have you seen it, Hollis? I have not. It's really good. It was not what I expected after all the talk the people gave it. I expected it to be... I don't know why. I expected it to be more serious. It's a romantic comedy. I know, but I get. I don't know why. Um, it was, but it's great. It's so great, and there are so many great performances in it, and I loved it, and it was wonderful. But it led me to ask the question because we might make a thing out of this. We might watch some more of these. What's the best romantic comedy? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Holly, is the rom com genre, uh, you know, one that you are pleased with? Sometimes, okay. <laughs> Sometimes, yep. I am pleased with it. And I, my favorite rom-com of all time, well, I always like to go back to When Harry Met Sally. I do love When Harry Met Sally. Because that's a really good one. It's classic. It's classic. Yeah. It gives you the warm fuzzies. You know, and I also love, frankly, I love all of the ones with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks as well. Oh, yes. So Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, I think that's all. <laughs> But I love yeah. those. I love those stinking rom coms. Well, they have great chemistry. And Rob Reiner is he? Is he like the common thread between the when? He, no, didn't he have Nora Ephron is the common thread. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, Sharon is on the line. Hi, Sharon. What's your favorite romantic comedy, Sharon? Well, you already took my when Harry met Sally, so I've been thinking of another one, and okay. I'm happy to go with my best friend's wedding. Oh, that's a good one yes. too. Thank you. Now I want to go see. I got to write a ma- what you're doing, everybody. Thank you, Sharon, is helping me uh, create a list yes. of 
you know, all the ones that we need to dig through. Here's another one to add to your list, Colleen. And this one is a teen comedy, but it's also a romantic comedy. It's Clueless. Love Clueless. Love that movie. Right? Insanely quotable. Yes. And it will give you the warm, fuzzy feelings. Yes. All over again. 651-641-1071. I also, those period rom-coms are great. Like the one that's springing to my mind, I don't even know if this falls in the category of rom-com, but Can't Buy Me Love is one of my favorite Maybe I'm like crossing the streams here. No, because what genre would we put that in? Well, that in? would be teen comedy. Yeah. And you could call it a romantic comedy, yeah. just like with Clueless. I mean, right. there can be a Venn it diagram can, exactly. in these movies. Exactly. There's some crossover. Yeah. Let's go to Rachel. Uh, hello, Rachel. Rachel, what is your favorite romantic comedy? Hi, you guys. Even though it's about an affair, The Bridges of Madison County is my favorite. Oh, interesting. That is so interesting. I read that book. I don't think I ever saw the movie. Uh Uh-uh. I cry every time. It's so good, even though it's kind of got bad connotations, but whatever. (laughs) That's fine. You like it. Rachel, no shame in your game. You do you. A guilty pleasure is a pleasure nevertheless. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. For your call, 651-641-1071. What's your favorite romantic comedy? Gretel is on the line. Hello, Gretel. Hi. I was just going to add 51st date to your list. That one is so good. That's the Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Yeah. Oh, it's that. I was just thinking about that one the other day because I always have questions about plot holes in that one. But uh-huh. I don't. I decided not to care. Yeah, because yeah. it's just you so darn care. good. You can't care. Thank you. Fifty first. Fifty first date. So that's the movie with Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler, and uh, she has a memory issue. Yep. So every time that she meets Adam Sandler, it's like they're going on a first date. Because each the, it starts the movie, she does the same thing every day. And that's kind of how she keeps, you know, it's like Groundhog's Day for yeah. her. It's the same thing over and over Which, and over again. By the way, Ground... Also, another great romantic comedy. Uh-huh. Um, but he, he realizes, like, he falls in love with her. And then he gives her a new experience every single day. And it's like every day for her is a first date, which is kind of, it's a sweet thought. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away any spoilers. But there are plot holes that are very upsetting to me. Even but if, again, I need to let go of them. But yeah, let go because that's mm-hmm. one of the things with romantic comedies. Even if there, if there's a plot hole, so what? It's the feeling that these movies evoke in you that make them so wonderful and special. Right. Right. We did get an email from Mary who said the proposal best ever. I have not seen that one. I got to put that on the list. And Shauna said Moonstruck and Valley Girl. Let's go to the phones again. Robin's on the line. Hello, Robin. Robin, what's your favorite rom-com? Um, there's a few of them. I like Meg Ryan's French Kiss. Oh, oh, that one is so good. And there's a really good soundtrack to that one. Yeah. And uh, to go back, I like Where the Boys Are. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, yes. From the, the 60s. That makes me cry all the time. Oh, that's and those are good. And Never Been Kissed, Drew Barrymore. That one's another great one. I love that one, too. Thank you, Robin. Thanks, Robin. And that's uh, Drew Barrymore. And who's the male in that one? It's Michael Vartan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's easy on the eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go to Kelly. Hello, Kelly. You'll be the last word on this. What's your favorite rom-com, Kelly? Hi, mine is Pretty Woman. Me too. Like, hands yeah. down, I've watched that a thousand times. I could recite it in my sleep. Yep, I uh, 
I do uh, one-liners from that movie all the time. Right? Thank you, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. And Thanks, there was Kelly. something about the chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts in that movie. And then they tried to kind of re-do that with another movie. Yeah, it was Runaway Bride. Yeah, and it didn't. It wasn't the same. Yeah, because all of the elements in a good romantic comedy need to be in place where, you know, okay, you have the plot holes, you have whatever, but that chemistry between the leads in those movies, while... It, it, it's just so special and unique into those things. Like Runaway Bride, I don't even remember. There was a poster and she was wearing shoes and a wedding right. dress. I mean, I'm sure that studio executives were like, put her in a wedding dress with yeah. some sneakers. Yeah. And we got run away, a get movie. it? Runaway Bride. Yeah, well, unfortunately, maybe just too many darn plot holes. Yes, but also I think they were just banking on that chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. But the thing that made... Both of the movies that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks did together stand out was because they had the chemistry, but then they also had a really good script and a great story. Totally. So you have to have all those things clicking all, on all the cylinders. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the Harvey Weinstein trial starts tomorrow. We've been hearing about this a little bit in the lead up, but I want to, I want to kind of talk about what to expect as that trial gets underway. Um, I have some uh, news around what the cases are looking like for both the prosecution and the defense. And I just wanted to throw out some things for us to be looking for in the coming days after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Okay. Sorry about that. We got a little tied up with uh, Jennifer Lopez's Instagram. Uh-huh. It's, it's an eye treat. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is not with us because he's filling in on the morning show. However, Holly Roberts and I are here with you until 3 o'clock. I don't know. When Lori and Julia take over, and no doubt we'll have some extra stories left over from their amazing time at the SAG Awards. Uh, but in the meantime, in between time, I got a question for you. It's an easy one. What is your favorite romance? Romantic comedy movie six five one six four one one zero seven one. So last night I had a little uh, evening in with some friends. They came over and we sacked out in our basement. Um, they played with my kids' hoverboards. Cool. Uh, and we were we were like, let's watch a romantic comedy. That was kind of the whole deal. Let's get together. Let's watch a romantic comedy. Yay! So we watched Crazy Rich Asians, which I'm so excited about because I haven't wa- I haven't seen it ever. This so you watched first it time. last night. So we watched it last night. And? Incidentally, great movie. Super great. Everybody should watch it. Watch it many times. There's little Easter eggs throughout. There's things you want to go back and watch again. It's it's a great movie. Have you seen it, Halls? I have not. It's really good. It was not what I expected after all the talk that people gave it. I expected it to be... I don't know why. I expected it to be more serious. It's a romantic comedy. I know, but I get. I don't know why. Um, it what, but it's great. It's so great, and there are so many great performances in it. And I loved it, and it was wonderful. But it led me to ask the question because we might make a thing out of this. We might watch some more of these. What's the best romantic comedy? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Holly, is the rom com genre, uh, you know, one that you are pleased with? Sometimes, okay. <laughs> Sometimes, yep. I am pleased with it. And I, my favorite rom-com of all time 
Well, I always like to go back to When Harry Met Sally. I do love When Harry Met Sally. Because that's a really good one. It's classic. It's classic. Yeah. It gives you the warm fuzzies. You know, and I also love, well, frankly, I love all of the ones with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks as well. Oh, yes. So Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. I think that's all. <laughs> But I love yeah. those. I love those stinking rom-coms. Well, they have great chemistry. And Rob Reiner, is he Is he like the common thread between the... When he, no. Didn't he have Nora Ephron is the common thread. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Sharon is on the line. Hi, Sharon. What's your favorite romantic comedy, Sharon? Well, you already took my When Harry Met Sally, so I've been thinking of another one, and okay. I have to go with My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, oh that's a good one, yes. too. Thank you. Now I want to go see. I got to write a mate. What you're doing, everybody. Thank you, Sharon, is helping me uh, create a list yes. of, you know, all the ones that we need to dig through. Here's another one to add to your list, Colleen. And this one is a teen comedy, but it's also a romantic comedy. It's Clueless. Love Clueless. Love that movie. Right. Insanely quotable. Yes. And it will give you the warm, fuzzy feelings. Yes. All over again. 651-641-1071. I also, those period rom-coms are great. Like the one that's springing to my mind, I don't even know if this falls in the category of rom-com, but Can't Buy Me Love is one of my favorite. Maybe I'm like crossing the streams here. No, because... What genre would we put that in? Well, that would be teen comedy. Yeah. And you could call it a romantic comedy, yeah. just like with Clueless. I mean, right. there can be a Venn it, diagram it, it, exactly. in these movies. Exactly. There's some crossover. Yeah. Let's go to Rachel. Uh, hello, Rachel. Rachel, what is your favorite romantic comedy? Hi, you guys. Even though it's about an affair, The Bridges of Madison County is my favorite. Oh, interesting. That is so interesting. I read that book. I don't think I ever saw the movie. Uh-uh. I cry every time. It's so good, even though it's kind of got bad connotations, but whatever. That's fine. You like Rachel, it. Rachel, no shame in your game. You do you. A guilty pleasure is a pleasure nevertheless. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. For your call, 651-641-1071. What's your favorite romantic comedy? Gretel is on the line. Hello, Gretel. Hi. I was just going to add 51st dates to your oh. list. That one is so good. That's the Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Yep. Oh, it's that. I was just thinking about that one the other day because I always have questions about plot holes in that one. But oh. I don't. I decided not to care. Yeah, because yeah. it's just you so darn care. good. You can't care. Thank you. Fifty first. Fifty first date. So that's the movie with Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler, and uh, she has a memory issue. Yep. So every time that she meets Adam Sandler, it's like they're going on a first date. Because each the, it starts the movie, she does the same thing every day. And that's kind of how she keeps, you know, it's like... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Groundhog's Day for yeah. her. It's the same thing over and over Which, and over again. By the way, ground. Also, another great romantic comedy. Uh-huh. Um, but he he realizes like he falls in love with her and then he gives her a new experience every single day. And it's like every day for her is a first date, which is kind of, it's a sweet thought. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away any spoilers. But there are plot holes that are very upsetting to me. Even but again, if, I need to let go of them. But yeah, let go because that's mm-hmm. one of the things with romantic comedies. Even if, there, if there's a plot hole, so what? It's the feeling that these movies evoke in you that make them so wonderful and special. Right, right. We did get an email from Mary who said, The Proposal, best ever. I have not seen that one. I got to put that on the list. And Shauna said, Moonstruck and Valley Girl. Let's go to the phones again. Robin's on the line. Hello, Robin. Robin, what's your favorite rom-com? Um, there's a few of them. I like Meg Ryan's French Kiss. Oh, and... that one is so good. And there's a really good soundtrack to that one. Yeah. And uh, to go back, I like Where the Boys Are. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, yes. From the, the 60s. That makes me cry all the time. Oh, that's and those are good. And Never Been Kissed, Drew Barrymore. That one's another great one. I love that one, too. Thank you, Robin. Thanks, Robin. And that's uh, Drew Barrymore. And who's the male in that one? It's Michael Vartan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's easy on the eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go to Kelly. Hello, Kelly. You'll be the last word on this. What's your favorite rom-com, Kelly? Hi, mine is Pretty Woman. Me, too. Like, hands yeah. down, I've watched that a thousand times. I could recite it in my sleep. Yeah, I uh, I do uh, one-liners from that movie all the time. Right? Thank you, yeah, Kelly. And Thanks, there was Kelly. something about the chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts in that movie, and then they tried to kind of redo that with another movie. Yeah, it was Runaway Bride. Yeah, and it didn't. It wasn't the same. Yeah, because all of the elements in a good romantic comedy need to be in place. Where you know, okay, you have the plot holes, you have whatever, but. That chemistry between the leads in those movies, while it, it it's just so special and unique into those things, like Runaway Bride, I don't even remember. There was a poster and she was wearing shoes and a wedding right. dress. I mean, I'm sure that studio executives were like, put her in a wedding dress with yeah. some sneakers yeah. and we got our away, get movie. it? Runaway Bride. Yeah, well, unfortunately, maybe just too many darn plot holes. Yes, but also I think they were just banking on that chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, but the thing that made both of the movies that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks did together stand out was because they had the chemistry, but then they also had a really good script and a great story. Totally. So you have to have all those things clicking all, on all the cylinders. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the Harvey Weinstein trial starts tomorrow. We've been hearing about this a little bit in the lead up, but I want to I want to kind of talk about what to expect as that trial gets underway. Um, I have some uh, news around what the cases are looking like for both the prosecution and the defense, and I just wanted to throw out some things for us to be looking for in the coming days after this on My Talk 107.1. Uh, you know I never yeah. Well, tomorrow 
is a big day in uh, pop culture news um, because it is sort of the mm, pinnacle of a story arc that has been happening over the course of the last couple years involving Harvey Weinstein. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is helping out on the morning show until Jason comes back. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. Uh, and we will be until 3 o'clock when Lori and Julia take over. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some more stories straight out of L.A., out of Hollywood from their SAG Award adventures. But in the meantime, in between time, here's something else that's happening. Uh, this actually starting tomorrow, we will hear... The, well, we won't hear them, but there will be opening arguments we will hear about in the trial uh, that focuses on Harvey Weinstein. Again, like I said, this is sort of the pinnacle of a story arc that's been occurring, at least publicly, uh, in the since, the, since like, what, 2018? 2017. So that story in the New York Times about Harvey Weinstein and the sexual assault allegations against him, that broke in October of 2017. It's weird because it just feels like it's gone so fast. Right. But but I'm sure for the victims, it has not felt like it's gone fast. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we will be hearing uh, the stories, or we will be hearing from, I should say, two accusers of Harvey Weinstein. So I'm going to just let you know kind of what to expect, or at least what we know at this point about Mm -hmm. what we're going to see in this uh, in this um, court case with Harvey Weinstein, who uh, who will be who will be answering for two main women who will be testifying against him. The first one is a woman whose identity is remaining hidden in the court record. So we likely will not have her identity, but she will be speaking about an incident uh, that occurred in a New York hotel room in 2013. Mm. She uh, says that she was raped by Harvey Weinstein in 2013 in a New York hotel room, which is pretty consistent with stories that we've heard about Harvey Weinstein. She um, filed an indictment against him in July of 2018. And this particular incident will account for three of the five charges that are filed against Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. So there are, Total five. Three of those are on on this woman's account, and they include predatory sexual assault, rape in the first degree, and rape in the third degree. And then the second accuser that we'll be hearing from is a woman by the name of Mimi Haley. And she says that, and I apologize for the, the I mean, I'm going to use the actual terminology that, yes. you know, but I just want people to know in case there are small ears. You, or, or, you know, just a trigger warning for anybody, honestly. Um, she was introduced to Harvey Weinstein in 2004 at the European premiere of The Aviator. And then she did work on a, on a show that was produced by Harvey Weinstein a little bit later in New York City. But she told reporters at an October 2017 news conference uh, a little bit about what what she is accusing Harvey Weinstein of. And among those uh, accusations, uh, she had rebuffed unwanted advances previously with Harvey Weinstein, but she did agree to meet him at his Soho apartment in Manhattan. And then she said uh, it wasn't long before he was making sexual advances. And she said no, uh, and he was persistent, and he physically overpowered her and then orally forced himself on her. 
Uh, and so uh, she is responsible for two of the charges against the, her story, I should say, is responsible for two of the charges against Harvey Weinstein, predatory sexual assault and criminal sexual act in the first degree. Ugh. Now, what is interesting is uh, we know a little bit more about who the prosecutor's key witnesses will be. And there's one in there that I think is really interesting, and I'll be very curious to hear the reports of what this particular witness says. And that witness is an expert by the name of Dr. Barbara Ziv. She's a forensic psychiatrist, um, and she she previously testified for the prosecution in the trial of Bill Cosby. Uh-huh. But what her area of focus is, is why victims delay disclosing sexual assault. Um, and, and that's what she will be focusing on. So in, in, in essence, she'll be answering the inevitable question about why women wait so long to come forward with stories like this. Right. Or why won't they come forward at all? Right. Exactly. Which I think will be an important, an important message to hear that is important content yeah and it's important i think that this is not only important in the context of the harvey weinstein criminal case but it will be really fascinating to listen to dr barbara ziv's perspective on this big issue and maybe there will be some valuable takeaways and insight that can be applied outside Outside of the court this is what i'm hopeful about because Inevitably, when you hear a story about this, about a rape that or a sexual sexual assault that was not reported, the immediate, you know, you can hear the echoes of this voice that will say, well, you know, why didn't they report it? Yeah, I understand the question. I think it's a logical question. However, I don't think it it displays a lot of empathy. I don't think it actually um, uh, shows that the person has challenged themselves to sit in the shoes or the you know, in the position of the person who was assaulted right. and, and examine it from many different angles. I think it is very easy in all stories to say, well, what I would have done is X, Y, or Z. Sure. But you, first of all, in a situation like this, you can't know what you would have done. Mm-hmm. And also you, you are lucky enough to not be aware of how this, you know, how these stories sort of gradually happen in many cases. Yes. That kind of grooming behavior gradually happened Mm -hmm. and then blew up. Yes. In such a way. Right. So she's one of the expert witnesses that I, that I think will be really, will be curious to hear again, uh, hear from. Um, There are also going to be some other witnesses who uh, were victims of Harvey Weinstein, maybe that, are outside of the statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in terms of what the defense's strategy is, well, they'll be bringing a lot of emails in from people who claim to be uh, victims of Harvey Weinstein, trying to prove that those women, that it was consensual mm-hmm. because they emailed him. All right. So that's what we have to look forward to with the Harvey Weinstein trial, and we will be keeping our eye on that. Well, it's definitely the evolution of the Me Too movement now. We are in criminal court. It's happening, happening. exactly, and those voices of those women will be heard, uh, and uh, they'll be speaking for many, no doubt. Okay, we'll be back with some crazy, stupid idiots after this. doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live 
MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is not with us today. Okay, bye-bye, no. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's bye-bye. But Holly and I are here with you until 3 o'clock. And uh, right now on the show, 2.30 every day, we like to tell you about those dumb people doing dumb things. They're crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present... CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, those crazy, stupid idiots, they are everywhere. They're to your right, they're to your left. And uh, hopefully, if you look into the mirror, you're not locking eyes with one. Oftentimes, we find them in the state of Florida. 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 And sometimes other places. <coughs> like. Like. Florida. Oh, look at that. We're going to Florida. Hey, we're keeping it. Local in the crazy, stupid, idiot Uh world. Uh, We're going to the Tallahassee International Airport. You know Tallahassee, the capital of Florida. It's true. Tallahassee. In the panhandle. Uh Um, We got to talk about Aaron. He's 23 years old. And uh, he decided that he wanted to steal a truck. And the truck that he stole wasn't just any truck. It wasn't a Ford F-150 it wasn't a Dodge Ram. Uh-oh. It was a FedEx truck. A giant truck. Oh, dear. So he was trying to get back home, but he just, you know, he didn't really know how to do it. So he decided to steal a FedEx truck. Okay. So he was at, a, there's airplanes at the air. Did he live yeah. in Tallahassee? He didn't. He, oh, he no. didn't have an Uber? No. Okay. But he decided to steal the truck and then he decided to drive Onto the runway at the Tallahassee International ooh, Airport. Ooh, that's not... Mm-hmm. No, he took a wrong Yeah, because your home is not on the tarmac, my friend Aaron. Had he just... Had he recently been on a flight? I cannot answer that. I'm. Was he... Had he been visiting one of the bars of the Tallahassee Airport? Well, maybe, but what I can tell you... Okay. Is that maybe he wasn't flying because the way that he stole the FedEx truck is that he jumped several fences into the Tallahassee oh International gosh. Airport and then he stole the truck and then he was trying to drive out of the airport. But instead of driving out, he drove directly into the center of the airport by driving onto the tarmac okay. and onto the runway. Maybe directions yeah. would have been mm-hmm. an important and helpful thing to have at his disposal maybe he should have used maybe ways would have helped (laughs) yeah maybe google maps google maybe (laughs) even map quest is that still a thing because that's still a thing uh by the way he was placed in police custody but get this the fedex truck that aaron stole was damaged but fedex has declined to press charges what okay that's real weird real weird right i mean that feels yeah. I'm I'm stumped. There's some weird, crazy, stupid idiot conspiracy theory happening uh-huh. here between FedEx, the Tallahassee Airport, and Aaron. Yeah. I don't know, Colleen, maybe he was probed by aliens and he was trying to run away. Oh, jealous. A little bit jealous. Because <laughs> Colleen's secret is that well no you it's just want to be it's just straight up you public. don't want to be probed by aliens you just want to be abducted by aliens. i want to be abducted by aliens i want them to interview me i want them to i don't want them to look at me naked i don't want any of that but i want them to like you know do whatever laser beam alien thing they can do i'm curious i want to maybe aaron knows the answer i want to see now here's how you know that i'm an honest person 
Because if I, if that had not happened and I said, like, I'm not making up a story is all I'm saying about whether or not I've been, and now I'm on myself getting abducted by aliens. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't made up a story saying that I have been abducted by aliens. So if it does ever happen, you'll know I'm being telling the truth. <laughs> right. Because, because right. if I wanted just to have attention, I would have made up a story by now. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that there are aliens in the FedEx truck because they decided not to press charges. Yeah, I know. That is weird. It's just weird. I mean, aliens, government secrets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was a FedEx truck that had shipments to Area 51. You don't know. You don't know. For our next story, we're going to Texas. Yeah. And we're going to meet Irvin Johnson uh, from Austin, Texas. And on Thursday, he learned that his ex-girlfriend had gone to the Burger King with... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's another guy and that guy had bought her dinner. That's nice. I, you know, I don't, I mean, if you're going on a date, I'm not saying, like, I love me some Burger King. Get me a chicken sandwich. There are some other romantic places, maybe to suggest for a date <laughs> meal. But he wanted to treat her like royalty, mm. so he took her to the Burger King. Yeah. This other guy did. Well, Irvin Johnson was not having it. He knew because he had been following. I think his lady. He had been hiding in the bushes of his his ex woman's apartment, uh-uh. and she walked up carrying her Burger King bag that this other man had bought for her and he snatched that Burger King bag out of her hands and ran off with it. Why? Rude! Because he was hungry? Because he was jealous. Oh! That his, that some other man had taken his special lady to the Burger King to treat her like royalty. Oh, sad! That means Mm -hmm. that her ex probably was taken to her to places like, I don't know. White Castle? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was like a Crave case or if something. If you were going to be treated like royalty, yeah, what would you rather be taken to White Castle or Burger King? Well, Burger King, of course, because really? again, Colleen, they have the chicken sandwich. I don't know. I feel like White Castle is slightly more romantic because, you know, they got those chicken rings. Oh, yeah, but they got the onions put on that the on burger. The... That is not romantic. You never know like, what's going to come from true. a White Castle. That's true. You know, like the after date yeah, part. I you see never know. See, yeah, yeah, Abby, there is a right. smell to a person, uh-huh, uh-huh. to the whole body of a person yeah. after a White Castle visit. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Fair point. A lot safer at, at Burger King. Uh-huh. Good call. All right. 
Well, that's rude. Also, you know, the best thing in the world, I just have to say it, is when you go to Burger King and you order the French fries, even though you thought, like, maybe I want the onion rings. And then you get the one stray onion ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the you best. You win. You won the day mm-hmm. when you get the stray ring. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> All right. The next crazy, stupid idiot that I have mm-hmm. is just a general service announcement, particularly if you have a loved one, perhaps a youth. Yeah. That is uh, on TikTok. TikTok. I, I do have. You, you do have youth. I do have youth. <laughs> youth who like TikTok. Who love so the TikTok. TikTok, for those of you who don't know, is a video making app mm-hmm. that the kids really like. Yeah. And they all do all sorts of things. There's all on kinds it. of memes mm-hmm. that come out of TikTok. Mm-hmm. There's dances like Renegade, Renegade. There's all kinds of things. And the kids are doing them. Oh my gosh, yeah. Abby, way to go. Abby just busted and out Renegade. Renegade. She knows <laughs> right. what's up. Thank you. Um, all right. But yeah, so there's all kinds of things that the kids learn on the TikTok. And there's memes, and everybody's doing them. Um, what's the latest and greatest, Holly? Oh, this is what your kids are doing. Oh, dear. If you have a person in your home, that has, pardon my French, testicles. Okay. okay. So that would be, yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. certain brand of child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might want to watch out. Why? Because the latest viral challenge on TikTok is putting that body part in soy sauce. Okay. <laughs> this is not cool. <laughs> because for some no, reason, please. this is what happens. This is the time. I have, a re- I can tell you why this is happening. Yeah, well, time is a circle because this is the re- the reason why the people with the body parts that hang on the outside are dipping them into soy sauce is because apparently the study has resurfaced that first went viral in 2013 on Twitter. That said that your testicles have taste receptors. Okay. All right. So that was a study, alleged science, that says some body parts are able to sense the chemicals of sugars and amino acids. And one of those body parts are your nuts. (laughs) You guys, okay. So this is a problem. This is what happens with people who do not have fully formed prefrontal cortexes, that, or cortices, I should say, that is the decision-making part of your brain that helps discern, you know, impulses. Uh-huh. And also, what is it with boys and their junk? Oh, well, you know, like what? you just what? Is it, like <laughs> it's why is just it? why you gotta try to put it in all the things. Well, so this why are you so fascinated with it? <laughs> I don't understand. Right. So in this, like, I got cool things on my body too, but I'm not putting them in soy sauce. No, or anything. No. So (laughs) the study found that there are these receptors present in the testicles of mice, not humans, but yeah, we're not rodents. Okay. So apparently, this TikTok user named Reagan, she's. They, I'm not sure. They, they want an answer. Okay, so when oh. TikTok asks a question, the people, the, the, the people, people show up. The people show up. So now the people are showing up to answer Reagan's question on whether or not they can taste soy sauce through their nuts. And I don't think we've arrived. We have arrived. However, oh, okay, so it's going unanswered. Well, well no, hey, it's listen, not going unanswered. Our, because our listeners are, are currently yeah. dipping <laughs> stuff 
stuff I mean, in soy sauce. I mean, look, honey, you do you. It's 2.40 in the afternoon. Party, hearty. Yeah. Now, there are people on Twitter who say, my fiance tested this theory with a bowl of soy sauce and tested. it worked. Okay, come mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, now, the fact that Juliet on Twitter said that her fiance tested the theory that you can taste things through your nuts by dipping their junk in a bowl of soy sauce that has now gone viral. That's the way that these things happen and so on and so forth that people are now dipping their testicles in soy sauce. Now, I'm just letting you know, this is what the kids are doing on TikTok. Are you saying they've tested this theory? (laughs) Sure. <laughs> that one was not bad. Come on. Not bad. Now, <laughs> I don't want to encourage people to do this, but if you happen to indulge the TikTok community mm. by testing it out for yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, feel free to write us an email or tweet us at the Colleen and Bradley show and let us know if this is true or not. But I don't need to see <laughs> it. Okay. No, I we do not need to see it. <laughs> also, please dump the soy sauce down yes, the drain because here's do what not I'm leave that out at the because, no, because you know that this is what's going to happen is that Colleen you referenced that a large swath of the demographic using TikTok do not have fully formed pre, free, pre, prefrontal cortexes yeah, and cortices. then they're not going to want to let you know that oh where did all the soy sauce go yeah, that's true you know because then mom mom dad gonna ask Hey, where did all the soy sauce go? I don't know. I dip my junk in. You dip my junk in it. They're not going to want to say that. They're going to want to do that and then put oh, it back in the fridge nasty. like nothing happened. Anyways, this is what the kids are doing. It doesn't really even have a name challenge, so to speak. 